Uh, I was thinking about you and I hope you are okay. And um, the, uh, the, those listener that I have, um, that was the, in the early stage, in the beginning of when I did my podcast, uh, it's not my podcast, it's the Heavens uh, podcast, uh, but they tell me what to tell you. And uh, in the beginning of uh, my podcast, uh, for I don't know how long I have been, uh, my podcast has been about two and a half years. And uh, it, uh, many things that is have been told uh, for you in the future and uh, told to me also about the future have coming true. And uh, we are now in this, what they tell us, and I didn't really understood uh, uh, the full of it, uh, because I am a human also. It's only that I hear from from heaven, but uh, I don't hear myself. Uh, it's from heaven, it's coming, and they know our future. And um, it's very much today here in Sweden, in the southwest of Sweden. Uh, I live, but it's for... Uh, the whole Europe and maybe it's for uh, other parts of this planet also that the the food has been so very expensive Uh, and uh, I I have just watched uh, how it's have been working with this with the money for for the food and it have uh, raised up uh, it uh, in about over eighteen percent more money for the food and for gas and electricity and everything. It's so it's a spirit already now because he. He told me, or she told me, that belong to this, what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast. We say, say it, it should be a very hard time. And you can listen at it. it there is proof of it if you listen at, at those early parts of the podcast that they are saying that it should be a very hard time and they say it should be a wave and they're talking about the pandemic that we had just got but they say that's a wave that flowing over the world but they say it's it's going to be like a tsunami, a big wave, and it's a 
hard when uh, when uh, ordinary people have hard to buy food and some people are used to uh, to go out and eating uh, uh, eating fast food and uh, of course that is good that people doesn't uh, take and eat fast food for because it's not good uh, for the body but uh, many people have hard to stay away to stop by at those fad fast food restaurants and bring home food for the whole family in fast food and those uh, it's um, some vitamins and minerals in them but they they, they uh, don't really know how to do the uh, nurturing uh, fully give you everything your body needs and uh, it's sugar in most everything they do so you it's be uh, very much carb and sugar in it and and they have uh, going on and do it more salt and that is not good for a body you can control it uh, with uh, by uh, making your own food from scratch but that's uh, young people don't know how to do it it's um, many years ago that I got uh, some uh, question about how to make a gravy sauce uh, how to do it and uh, for me it's so, it's nothing it's so simple to do it because because I have that good thing that I was born into restaurants so I don't need to look at anything and I, I look at what I have uh, to eat in in my kitchen and then I put together products to make it nicely to eat it's very seldom I I f fail that I, I do something that is terrible, bad to eat, in taste. It's maybe once a year or less. And uh, so uh, this, uh, in that time, for about two years, uh, one and a half year ago, they were telling that it's a, a tsunami is going to be. And I don't know because I am, I am by myself and I don't have anyone to feed more than myself and give money to myself. So I don't know how, how you have it. <laughs> and... Um, so I, they say the highest product here in Sweden to buy is 
sweet pepper. And uh, I have I have dried uh, some sweet paprika I, I have eaten in in winter time now when it was cheap. I have taken away the seed so I I will grow it uh, outside and I have uh, they talking in the program like it is that you t- eat food immediately directly to from where you have bought it but I uh, place I cut it uh, sweet paprika I cut it and I still have uh, sweet pepper from my garden from Jesus garden uh, to eat in the winter time it is like uh, they think that we don't can uh, lay it in the freezer to to eat it uh, piece by piece and then is it also that you can buy dry things you don't need to go to to the grocery store you can uh, build up um, I have like a home pharmacy in my home so I am always before it's go empty I have already one set up of medicine but the Vitamins and minerals that I, I have bought uh, for one year ago, and I have placed them uh, so they don't go waste, and I can eat them today, and they last this year at least. So you don't need to eat vitamins and minerals from fresh food. You can also store up when it's cheap to buy vitamin and minerals and I I don't need to go and hunting for uh, sea vitamins uh, fruits it's nice to eat it but in a time when the, when it's so expensive I have very much of sea vitamins in in uh, pills, tablets uh, that I put in uh, water and uh, drink it Uh, so I don't uh, I say to myself that it's hard to uh, because I think like I must eat fruits for to get the C vitamins but but then I say to myself you have store up C vitamins and D vitamins, these from from before, and uh, they last a long time to keep them. So, uh, so I am not frightened about uh, get something disease of that I don't eat C vitamins because I do that in a, another form. It is not so fun to eat food from 
uh, from dry things that you don't really see and it tastes maybe not like strawberries when you drink that C vitamin tablet uh, and uh, but uh, you you know that it's working in your body to do and uh, so I sometimes I have drinking C vitamin uh, to the food I eat uh, and more healthier than uh, than to take something Kool-Aid or something like that and uh, many of these uh, juice is uh, it's very sweet uh, it's much sugar in them uh, so and uh, I try to find if I should when I have buy uh, use for sale I look for that is not from concentrate it's uh, going in as it is the fruit and not from concentrate it's uh, it's this that uh, the product have been in more uh, steps to to produce and take it to you in more steps and um, so um, that I I try to to avoid this concentrate then if it is I don't buy it and then I take C vitamin instead and uh, but it is that value to uh, freeze it down if there is something that is for sale and you buy it more than for one dinner one day you 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 buy more and then you cut it up in portions to could eat and freeze it freeze it so it doesn't go waste um it seems like young people forget that there is a freezer in here in Sweden is it in every home and that I don't have so big freezer but it's only me that live here so it's working because when in the beginning of the of the my podcast heavens podcast history they told that the tsunami should come the the pandemic covid was one wave so they didn't say it was a big wave they say it was a big wave but it was not a tsunami but they say after after COVID-19, will it be like a tsunami? And it seems like this is worse because when people don't have anything to eat and uh, money is going to 
to eat and and it be depression of it. People go angry about it. And that causes problems around them when they, they are going out. It's uh, easier, easier, more easy to snap or kill someone because of that. So that is um, it's a target for the devil, this to do. Because uh, people, most people are are not in this peace of mind. They are. He is uh, showing me this that is here that uh, that want to talk and his uh, is like a hard wind. They going. And I have the hard wind around them, and they go in like in focus on themselves and try to survive. He's showing me a man in a strong wind, holding himself together to come to could go forward. That's what he's showing me about this time we live in now. And and the, the the man that, uh, that I see, he is not, have no peace in his mind. He is not, uh, he only want to break through. And if something stop him to go forward, he snap and can kill a person or be killed because of people defend themselves. Or they, he meet the same sort of person that struggle and and it be a fight inside their family home and divorces separated they go away from each other and uh, he laugh he think it's very nice the the devil because he's he's one of his tool. One of the biggest tools he have is to separate people from each other. And that's what he have done in my life. Because if you have been in my life, been together with me and walk with me, you have seen the, the change of me and you have seen them. Um, I have been told you that uh, you will ask me what have happened. You look different. You should have say that to me if you were my close friend in reality. And uh, I will. I should say you that it stood a higher priest in my home. I was on my way to make a suicide, but I didn't because there, in my home there stood a, a higher priest from heaven and talked to me about the past, what have happened to me in my childhood that I didn't see because I was on a, when I was about 30 years old, we had a 
class uni- union. Uh, we meet each other. We um, half of the people that was in the class, and we met and. Uh, and I was abused. I was kicked on. I was uh, nothing in in my class. They hate me. They did everything to harass me. And uh, and uh, then I'd be surprised when I sit there in the class union. And then they started to cry. Two three people. And they told uh, to the class that they have been so bullied. People have been so very bad to them when they were in the school, in the class, when they were young. And I'd be surprised because I had not seen see it. But that, that was because I tried to survive only from uh, those people in the classroom that was bad. And that is it for many people that, and, um, that the devil like that, that you be separated from those other in the class. And then I, I, uh, I wanted to call. I am not into... Uh, calling a telephone people. I never do that. Uh, but I, one day I was thinking, I, I will see if she is alive, my teacher for the school. And it was in um, when I was um, about 14, 15 years old. We have a nice, nice teacher that her husband was was a pastor, so we sh- she was very much into God, but uh, I suppose it was Jesus, like most people. But uh, I was thinking, uh, she's nice, and it was before the higher priest stood in my home, I call her, and uh, she don't, didn't, uh, she was old, of course, as am, I am old now. <laughs> But she, she didn't really know who I was in the beginning when we were talking. But then she said, now I remember, she said, suddenly she, she had to go through all the kids first to see where I was. And, um, and I told her my name that I was, had in the school. So, and I say, oh, now I know. You are the, the girl, little girl that always was silence. You never talk. And you, you sit way back in the classroom. And, and uh, I was worried about you. What could happen to you? And I know that she was home to my parents and talk about me to them. But my mother was like, everything should be perfect. So uh, she didn't say anything about 
what hell I had in my home. Uh, it was just before, just after my parents have divorced because my father was so drunk every day. Um, so she didn't say that my father was a drinker, have a drinker. And uh, they, uh, they were divorced and um, I felt, because in that time um, there was no one that divorced. I was the only girl that have, uh, had parents that was divorced. And uh, I felt so hard when we should tell us our father's names when we come to to a new class or a new teacher. They, they ask us loudly that we should tell, tell our father's names to them. Uh, right out saying so the, the whole class heard it and uh, I didn't know what to do in that time when they ask and they ask and they ask me and I I was thinking what should I say to them because my father is not in my home and uh, so I have to say that uh, my mother's name and they uh, going very deep thinking because they have not her, uh, they have not heard any child the, whose parents was divorced. But then uh, in the class came a girl into, new into the classroom. And she, my, my mother was much, much older than those other children's mothers. And uh, it's common new a new girl into the class and she say uh, how and it was this that they ask how old your mother is uh, also into the name it was not like today it's a secret things uh, it was so that no one was divorced and uh, the parents was in the same age that, and I was different from those other because my mother was old and um, and the girl was saying that um, her mother was in the same age as my mother and I was so happy to hear it that she was saying her age and uh, and then uh, I come home and say yeah, there were a new girl and her mother was in the same age as you I said to my mother and then she questioned me asked me things and then she, my mother maybe she was talking to my teacher about Oh, you have a, a mother that is the same age as me. And then 
My mother found out it was her grandmother that was in the same age as my mother. She lived together with her grandmother. And uh, so uh, my mother was 42 years old in, uh, when I, w I was born. And that was uh, a higher age in that time. Today, uh, old uh, women can place in an uh, egg in, in uh, her body and get a child in high age if they have money. But uh, in that time I was born, it, you can, could only be pregnant, natural. There was no egg to implant. So, uh, so uh, that um, I uh, now I have forgot what I was saying. So I have to uh, take help of of this spirit that is here, and it's uh, he touched me very hard. So uh, I have to ask him. Uh, what was I uh, talking about before I start to talk about old age in my classroom? He said that I was bully. He's, he remind me, I was bully, but I had enough to survive of myself and being alone and no one wanted to help me. And I... I remember when a girl was fighting with me because I was not weak. I was only bully. And if they come before me and uh, was bad to me, I fight back. And that's what I got uh, for God to, to do what he, he have done to me uh, that he chose me to do the walk because I was not weak. Uh, so I, I didn't really knew how to fight because most of the time uh, is it that you start in home and you fight uh, like a game with your brother and sisters and you start to know how to do it to make them be down on the floor that you learn when you grow up but we didn't have that because we tried to behave the, the whole time our parents was like that there was not like today that the kids are free to do whatever they want in some home and and um, I I fight back, and I remember one time uh, it was oh, at least twenty kids around me, and uh, I was laying uh, on the ground, and that a girl that fight with me, she was sitting on me, and and. Uh, knock me in, in my face and 
uh, was uh, saying bad things to me. And then uh, come a teacher after a while and separated us and uh, say to the kids that was was standing there that they should go away and took away that girl that was sitting on me and uh, and the kids have not going away so it was like a ring of kids around me and they still was saying kick her kick her you uh, destroy her and these things they say to to that girl that had been sitting on me and I was laying there on the ground uh, not could go walk up for a time and then uh, it was very hard and sad I was not crying but I was so crying inside me and because I saw those kids that belonged to my classmates and no one say to me that I should fight back and hit the other girl. All, all kids in the ring was on her side and that have it been my whole life that it is the one that is evil and fight me that have all the people around them and to want them to success the evil side no one of what should be the good side is not there for me I I see you crying now there is some of of you that maybe have not thought about it that that uh, no one was for you it it was only to survive that's what it was for me i have no one it was the teacher that come and separate all this uh, uh, kids and um, and the one that sit on me, she said to her to walk up from there and stop fighting. And uh, many times uh, it's okay to cry because it's be easier for you uh, if you cry away memories and. Uh, and it was like, uh, it's for you, the spirit is targeting you in this way to make me, remind me. Because the teacher was coming and separate us. And then she come to me, uh, filthy, uh, uh, bleeding. And... Uh, you suppose that she should say that uh, don't be worried, come with me and we go to the bathroom and clean you up before you go into the classroom. Uh, 
like that. No, I, it was in uh, at least 95% that person that told me to go up from the ground. She was angry at me and, and make me be more sad because she didn't care about me. She was angry at me and I was sometimes into the headmaster to to get this fight and uh, I have in that uh, time I had to do more homework because I I have been bad when it have been those people that have bullied me that was bad but that it was because I was strong so I was not weak so I fight back but it was not me that started the whole thing but it was like someone wanted you to to be weak and not fight back you have to to uh, lay there and let people kick you and be mean to you and have the victory feel feel this victory inside them to make it like it's acceptable to to fight with with people no that the teacher didn't say anything to the other girl she only told her to stand up and walk away and then she took me that was already laying on the ground you know how it is how we, how you feel in inside your heart that no one care about you and my parents my father was a heavy drinker so he he was never home and my mother's when in that time when my my father was drinking so very much and he had been kicked away from his nice job and uh, my mother had to take care of everything in the economy so they have bought two cafes and my mother walk away about six o'clock in the morning and she come home at 10 o'clock in the night from her job the whole day so it it was uh, no one to tell what have happened in the school and she never asked how we have had it in the school she never asked and uh, I think it's that's why uh, when I got my daughter when I was 33 I got my daughter and um, uh, I promised myself to always ask her how it have been in to in the school today I always it was only five minutes to take a break and sit down with her and ask her 
how what you, was your school today? That should be um, automatic thinking of parents to to sit five minutes every day to ask your kids how it have been into the school. And if she have asked me, my mother have asked me that, uh, not once, because you need to ask that many times in many days. Uh, it's not at once, because then you don't want to say it. But if she asks, or your father asks you every day, five minutes, how it had been in school. And before homework, taking up the books, after that you have say talking, how it was in the school. That makes so much different the whole life for a, for a child. To, that you care about what they are doing in the daytime. And that I ask her, how about your work? What did you do in the school today? I say to her, ask her. Uh, and she... My daughter loved the school. She hates semester. Semester. She didn't want to go from school. She want. If she could have done it, she should have been to the school the whole day long, because she loved the school so much. And I think it was because I asked her how it was in the school. Really care about what was. How do you, did you have on your work? What did you do in the school today? And sometimes she said, Mother, it's not my work, it's a school. But I say to her, that's the work to go to school and do those things that you have to do in the school. That is also work. And... Uh, and I told her also that to make uh, homework much, much easier, as told her from the beginning, I really care for her school. And uh, I told her to have notes. Make notes what your teacher are telling in the classroom. And you remember it, and you can answer the question in your homework. I told her, and she have a notebook with her all the time, and write up what the teacher was saying. And uh, so, and I was uh, when we were in Texas, in her school, I uh, joined the the parents to be uh, like a class, class uh, mother for the class. And we had many meeting, meetings about how to treat the kids and psychology in to take care of kids. Uh, and I was, and my my daughter was so proud of me that I belonged to the team in the Texas school.
and um, and I was also before we uh, let's see uh, it yeah it was before God come uh, and talk it was when I didn't know God uh, but my daughter was very proud when I was a class mother in Sweden also uh, for her class. They ask uh, uh, when the kids come to the school and uh, the teacher asks if, a, ma- uh, if a, a parent uh, want to be the uh, manager taking care of the kids as uh, class parents. And I say, I can do that. And uh, I had already my work and I was uh, this manager for for the, the those that rent apartments. But I had that work also. So, um, so I uh, taught my daughter that the school is very important. And uh, that is, you get the kids in what you are doing to them. And uh, there is some uh, um, yeah, teenager I have met when I was teenager and later on also that there I'd be very surprised when they say that they grew up in a Christian home. Their their father, mother was like pastors and those teenagers and kids was the worst of everyone. And I understand it today because the parents was more into preach and get money in their church than to take care of their kids. It's, uh, it's very seldom a child is self-going. The parents or those that is around it that belong to the family need to to teach the children what uh, what to do and what to say in their free time not in the school because that's that's a uh, uh, stuff it's working people that help the kids inside the school but in the free t- free time and when they grow up, someone that is in the family that you can trust and you by yourself as a parent should teach how to do life, how to act in situations. And I tell you now, I tell you now that my daughter is uh, chat with me. Uh, she have some people from her church that is listen 
at my podcast, but I don't care that you listen, that what I'm saying about my daughter. Uh, yeah, he, she should not be target for you because I, what I'm telling here in my podcast about her. But she have changed my daughter. I have talked about how bad it has been with my daughter, but now nowadays she's uh, shut with me. And she shut with me yesterday. We have a camera on, so we see his other. And she seems so much calmer from the first time we were shut. Then she was moving around the whole time. But to, uh, yesterday she was sitting like uh, me uh, in front of the camera and talking. And we were talking adult talk because she is adult. She is not a kid. So that is no more between us. And uh, I think it's where she have changed because uh, around her there is in the church uh, where she live she live there it's uh, young young people it's kids she belong to the oldest there and uh, it's playing the whole time and the church are playing very much with the, those that is in the in the church it's about the a daycare in that church so i think she had she have not talked adult talk to people so much so that's what she do with me and she is so very good in history of the world's history so now I can ask her about uh, history because I have never been good in history. I have learned now from, from my family tree. And when I do the family tree, I learn history. But when it is some question I have in this, what was it before in the history? I ask my daughter and she can answer, give me the answers of it. Uh, and we, com- we are coming together because of the, the family tree. That's what the spirit is. <laughs> the spirit that is here. I know he clapped me on my head. Oh, uh, on in the top of my head, I get clap many claps. That good, good. You understand how to do it, and uh, it is to talk to my daughter in adult things, and uh, and uh, she is still into her father thinking because. Uh, she lived with her father when I left to go homeless in in United States. I couldn't take my daughter with me because I didn't know 
where, where I should go. I, when I left, I knew I, I, I took the flight from Copenhagen to, uh, to Seattle, uh, just, just there in the Canada border up in the north. Because a, a man was telling me that he had a job and an uh, apartment for me. But it was a lie. And I have to travel away from that area because there was nothing. And I come to Chicago. Um, a friend I had had uh, that I have talked about that he was related to me. He is in my family tree. And he bought a ticket, flight ticket to me to come to Chicago area. And uh, and then when it was evil going on is in his home, I ran away and I come to Florida. And he paid for that ticket to come to Florida. And, and there it come all the bad things going on. But I have talking about that in my, um, the whole way in my podcast I started to teach you about what uh, where I come from uh, when I, I think I started to talk about when I come to United States and was homeless in United States and he had not one dollar in the pocket uh, total home homeless that no one else had this homelessness that I had because people have uh, parents, they have friends, they have a, a car to lay in and sleep, but I have nothing. And um, when I come to United States, but I sit here, I survived, and. Um, and um, I dropped what I was talking about. It's um, but it's a, a it was a struggle. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, he touched me again, and he said that uh, you were talking about that you couldn't take with you your daughter to to be homeless in the United States. That's what he was saying. So that that you have to understand. I couldn't. I couldn't take my daughter with me, and uh, to United States. I have. I knew I have to obey God, because I was on my way to make a suicide. And uh, first. Uh, the higher priest did I see standing in my home and talking to me about the past, about my childhood. And when when and then suddenly he left like in the like in fire uh, and I was scared about it uh, that he left like a fire. 
But it was not consuming fire in my home. Uh, and then uh, only a few seconds later on, it came a, a very clear, loudly voice and talk about my future. And I didn't see him that was talking. Like I do today, I, I don't see uh, all of these spirits that is coming. Sometimes they give me some some pictures of themselves, how they look like when they lived here on earth. And But uh, I don't see them most. Uh, those, uh, I don't see them really clearly. This one that clap on my head, I don't see him at all. Uh, I only felt over my head that he was clapping. But I didn't see. I saw a, a hand, like a hand in the beginning, but then it disappeared. But I felt, I continue to feel it. And um, so the, the, I knew it was God that was talking to me. But uh, then as I have been experienced about UFO, aliens, before I knew God, um, am I not sure who was talking to me because he didn't show me how he looked like. And then um, uh, and I but I let it be like that. It can be from another planet that they are talking to me in telepathy or they are inside the room but they have this no no reflection no reflection clothes or whatever item item they have that make them uh, that I could can't see with my eyes because there is no re reflection of them so I only hear a voice in 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 the air in the mind uh, it's telepathy so i i i can continue to call the one uh, that is uh, like a master for them that that is god and uh, because he is a master of them and uh, but he may be is an alien, I don't know. And I I think I should let it be like that. Uh, and uh, it doesn't matter because I am not in a religion anymore. Uh, so it doesn't matter what to call him because he know when I'm talking to him. He know who I'm targeting my talking to. Uh, so he know me so much more than I know myself. And that's the same with you, that he knows more than you know yourself because he had placed you here on earth. He had placed me here on earth. And it, it is uh, 
some walk you should do here on earth and but you, you that is not under God that like uh, God come and took me out from everything and let me start over in the United States as a homeless. I didn't have anything more than uh, two suitcases with clothes. And as I should go to Seattle in December, it was when uh, the same date I left Sweden to go to Jerusalem in December now. I should be there. And I was in December in 2000. I left everything and uh, I come to to Seattle and it was winter so I have to bring with me winter clothes and, and summer clothes. So I needed to have two suitcases. But I didn't have any money with me. So it... And this spirit is uh, he do good things, but he disturb also my thinking. So now I, I stop to to know what I should say about it, but it was impossible to bring with me my daughter, but she have a father, so she was staying with him. Uh, for for three and a half years, and that affect her that she see him as her mother, both father and mother, and she don't have ignore me, but it start to to come into her because I one thing that took her because. Uh, she don't get so much money in the church, uh, but she's working for them 24 hours, seven days a week. And uh, her father doesn't give her so much money because uh, he have a, a new woman living with him. And those women he have, they always tell him to not support my daughter. So he don't, he maybe do that in secret, but he don't give her so much money. And then I, I say to her that I had got some money this week from people that have listened to my podcast. They have sent me some support money because of this man that I should walk with outside. I have to pay him for do the walk with me. I have no one that walk with me for free. I have to pay him. I say to my daughter and she be, it was like she was wake up that I make money in my podcast. Like it, there is people that listen to my mother. She have, I saw that she was shaking up, that she had no thinking of me that is worth 
to listen at. And uh, then is it also that I say uh, I was to to her church when uh, she should get the keys to my home if I uh, was not coming home. So I said, I give you the keys. So I took the taxi to her church and uh, I saw I had not been in her church for five, six years and I saw the different of the people, different to to those that have that church. And it was different. And I told my daughter yesterday, I said, when I was to 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 you and your place, your church, I saw it was very different from before. Something had changed. And she sounds like she's a little angry. And I think she's scared also because she say very rapidly, rapidly, very fast, that people have leaving the church, she's saying. And that was the second time she have said that to me. And uh, I say to her that it's not only your church, they are leaving, people leaving the church all over the world because they 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 be not fed as the bible say you should be fed of your church and that have nothing with food to do it have nothing with money to do uh, to be fed of the church is to feel like uh, you understand what they are preaching about and what they are preaching about make you increase in knowledge about God. It have nothing with with uh, literally to feed. It have with your spirit that should be fed. And the, they didn't fed the people in the church. So even if they were relatives, they left. And it was different now, and I could talk to the pastor uh, like I have not could talk to him before because he was proud and thought I was nothing. And then I could talk to him. And uh, so uh, that also make her come back to me in that way. And I have told her for many years ago, uh, I ask her, what will happen with you if the uh, the pastor and his family is leaving Sweden and they they go into Texas and uh, be uh, start a church in Texas? I say to her, and um, I said, and she answered me that that. Uh, will never happen she say because the church was strong in that time and it was before her father have got a new new woman in his home and uh, she will go angry at me because I say that but uh, 
as a prophet, get these things inside my mind. I knew it should happen, and it has happened now. But uh, maybe is it only the start of it? Because the, the pastor is is sick, and um, he talked to me like it's over. I'm old. I can't do it anymore like that. And uh, he doesn't look so strong like he did before. So <clears throat> it's time for me to end here. I wanted only to talk to you about this with money about the food that they have already told you. And I I obey them when they say that. So I have stored up food. I started to store up when they say about this tsunami and store up. And uh, I store up because it was COVID-19. But now it's COVID-19 almost over here in Sweden. But uh, now it's coming this with the bills, with the electricity and gas and and food and everything is raised up. And it, they say at the news it should raise up very quick. It's not uh, staying on this level. It's going to increase even more. And uh, I store up and I have some uh, food. Uh, not only canned goods, uh, there is other things I have, for example, these vitamins and minerals that last uh, to 2026, 20, 2027. 20, and then I tell you, my, my hus- husband from Texas, he was a chef in the restaurants, and he was so very scared about uh, that uh, food that have expired. But there is only this fresh food that can expire in that way that can poison you. Because I have eaten canned goats. I take them and they have expired. But they are still good for some month more. Uh, they they are not allowed to have the date the date uh, it's going poison when it's uh, expired the date they have to leave it for some month more but they have to say when it's excellent in the can uh, they that uh, you should eat it, but then uh, it's fade away a little of the taste, and maybe not so flowing. But uh, I am uh, born in in a, a restaurant, so I know I uh, there is food one year old that I eat today, and I am not. Uh, bad in my stomach 
I spice it up and do something else with it and eat it. Uh, so uh, I am not dependent on on what it should taste. It's something else I do with spices on it, in it. So that's what you can do. It's not food poison if it's not fresh. If it's in a in a can, in a, cla- a glass bottle, that you can eat even if it's expired. But if it's inside a plastic container, that you need to to know the date and not eat it after it says it's expired because the plastic also change by time and make uh, toxins to to eat it so uh, but those that is in in cans in steel those metallic th- uh, things uh, they are no they, they you can eat it even if it's expired so don't throw that things away that holds in the metallic container only those that is fresh and in plastic and uh, and uh, is have been open open uh, that you have to take care of before the the date is expired but i i bought metallic cans to store up i don't have i have some glass that doesn't go bad in glass but plastic go bad so thank you for listen and I hope you find something interesting into this episode. And I thank you. Uh, <laughs> he left me now. I thank the spirit that come and talk also. Thank you. Thank you everyone. I love you. And God loves you more. He loves so deep. He knows you. <laughs>